remember asking you a goddamn thing. If I may be so blunt, who gives a shit? We got a big problem. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Although this week, it's not so much stories, it's about what's going on in the world. I know, you probably come to Storytime to escape what's going on in the world, but we're in the middle of history right now, and I can't not comment on what's going on because it's so important. I just have a small voice here, but I need to use it. So today's episode, this week's episode, I'm using my voice, and we're talking Black Lives Matter. If you've heard enough, you can tune out. You don't have to listen. But my reason for doing this is because I know some of you do value what I have to say. Some of you do want to hear my opinion. And even if you don't, I need to share my opinion and I need to share this information with you in the hopes that it'll help you understand what's going on in the world in a way that maybe you don't right now. I know, I know. Just what we need, another old white guy commenting on something that doesn't pertain to him. Well, my reason for commenting is simply this. I look around, I see a lot of white people out there who don't get it. And God knows, I don't pretend to understand everything about what's going on because I'm not black. I haven't experienced what's going on in the world, what has been going on in the world from a black perspective. I just can't. But I can empathize, and I can understand, and I can support what needs to be done to eliminate racism and unchecked brutality against unarmed black Americans in this country. And so I'm going to do that. Now, I'm an old white guy. This explanation, this whole episode is going to be from old white guy perspective. But I'm an old white guy who pays attention, who listens, who tries to educate myself and try to better myself so as to understand what's going on for everybody in the world. It's not all about me. I try to understand, and so I'm going to try to help you understand, just in case you don't. This is going to be an explanation of what Black Lives Matter is all about in old white guy speak. I'm not some expert on race. I'm not an expert on race relations. I'm just a guy who pays attention, and I try to understand what's going on in the world. And so I'm going to try to explain it to you. Now, when I decided to do this episode, I already knew that I wasn't going to change minds of everybody who didn't want their minds changed or who weren't open to learning. Some people have their minds made up. They're so politicized, they're so partisan, that they can't see straight, and they can't open their minds. You're unwilling to consider anything but your own viewpoint. But I'm willing to try. I'm willing to try to explain, and if you're willing to listen and stay with me on this, maybe this will help. Let me start with the name of the movement, Black Lives Matter. It means Black Lives Matter too. It doesn't mean only Black Lives Matter, and no one in the movement ever said that it did. It doesn't mean that white lives or any other lives don't matter, and no one ever said that it did. It doesn't mean that white people should die or black people should be in charge or anything remotely along those lines, and no black person ever said that it did. Now, there are certain far-right extremist groups who would like you to believe that, and they're advocating that that's what the movement means, But what those extremists say is based on their political, racist agendas, not the truth. The primary point of Black Lives Matter is not to advocate black lives are better than any others. So if you've ever thought that, or if anybody's ever told you that, 
They're wrong. That's incorrect. You haven't been paying attention. This is what Black Lives Matter is about. Black Lives Matter is to draw attention to the fact that black lives lost as a result of police misconduct do deserve your attention. And the inherent racism in the system that allows for the killing of unarmed black people by the police while in police custody is something that should be fixed because these deaths shouldn't happen. Black Lives Matter is supposed to be drawing attention to something that has been happening that shouldn't be happening. That's the point of Black Lives Matter. Now you're going to get people who kick in, well, all lives matter, or blue lives matter, or orange lives matter, or purple lives matter. They're going to come up with something to distract you from what the point of Black Lives Matter is. But the worst of them all is all lives matter. When they do that, they're either intentionally trying to avoid looking at the inherent racism in the system in which we live that the movement is trying to draw attention to, or they truly don't understand that the Black Lives Matter 2 is implied by the statement in the context in which Black Lives Matter is used. That's a huge distinction, and it's not really difficult to understand. But some people seem to have difficulty getting that. Maybe they're letting their judgments be clouded? I don't know. Maybe critical thinking is a challenge? I don't know. So what I want to do is I want to give you a couple of analogies that might help you understand this. Now, these are not my analogies. These are out there in various forms. You can hear them at various places from various sources. I'm just going to put them in old white guy language in the hope that maybe it'll be easier for some of you to understand them. Here's the first one. You break your arm. You go to the doctor. You ask him to check your arm out and set the brake. The doctor proceeds to examine every bone in your body because all bones matter, not just your arm. Well, duh, yeah, of course. But right now, right at this moment... Your broken arm is the focus of attention because it's the one that's broken. That's the one that needs attention. You're not going to go into the doctor and say, check all my bones. You want the doctor to check the bone that needs attention. Here's another. Your house is on fire. You call the fire department and say, hey, my house is on fire. Please come put it out. The fire department shows up and they start hosing down all the houses in the neighborhood because the fire chief told the crew that all houses matter. Well, yeah, they do. But at this particular moment in time, your house is on fire. So your house matters right now. And your house is the one that needs the attention right now. Here's another one. You're at a breast cancer awareness fundraiser. The colon cancer researchers generally do not disrupt a breast cancer awareness fundraiser by standing on the table and screaming, all cancers matter. The point of the breast cancer awareness event is not to elevate breast cancer or claim that it's more important than any other cancer. It's just to make you aware of the fact that breast cancer research needs attention too. It's the same thing with Black Lives Matter. It's just bringing attention to the fact that some people are taking black lives for granted, treating them like they're less important or not worthy of attention. And that comes from the fact that white supremacists see black lives as having little or no value. It's a white supremacist view, it's a racist view, and it exists in this country. I know that's hard to hear for some people, but it's there. I see it, and you see it, every single day. That's why there's a contingent of society that tries to minimize or eliminate the paying attention to black lives. That's their agenda. It's not the law of the land, but it's their agenda. The law of the land is exactly the opposite. And the Black Lives Matter movement is designed to remind everybody that black lives matter too. 
Now, you can see the evidence of this racism everywhere. It's not just the police. The issues with the police are a problem, no doubt about it. But you can look around and see these subtle and not-so-subtle racist attitudes everywhere. You can see it in the white coach telling the black athlete that he must change his hairstyle before he can play or wrestle. This actually happened in New Jersey. They made the kid cut his hair before they'd allow him to wrestle. That's an absolutely racist attitude that has nothing to do with his ability to wrestle. The people responsible will say, oh, it was a safety. Oh, it was a conformity. Oh, it was an acceptability standard. And you know what? Shut up. You didn't like the fact that a black kid with dreadlocks was wrestling. But you know what? He's allowed to. He's allowed to wear his hair however he wants. And just because it makes you uncomfortable doesn't mean it's wrong or unacceptable. You can see this attitude in every Karen. And yes, I'm using the term the way it's intended to cover a certain personality who calls the cops on a black woman sitting on a park bench in her neighborhood or walking her dog. You see it in the white guys who track down a black jogger who they don't recognize, or so they say, and kill him on the street. You see it in dress codes in certain companies. They don't want certain people wearing certain things because they don't conform to what's deemed acceptable. All these subtle things are little commentaries on what white people feel is acceptable, and that should be the norm. Except in an equal society, that's not the way it's supposed to work. Because black lives matter too. I posted something on Twitter. I've posted it online in a couple of places. But I wanted to share it with you today as well. And again, this is from a white guy perspective. I'm an old white dude. I don't pretend to be an expert. But I watch people. I see things. I experience things. And I have empathy. So I wanted to post this and I wanted to share it today. Again, partly to explain partly to educate, and partly to put my position out there so that there's no mistake where I stand or what I believe. So I wrote this earlier this week, posted it in a couple places, and I'm going to share it here today as well. I cannot possibly know what it's like to be a black person trying to survive in America these days. And that's the road this country is on. People of color are forced to find a way to survive rather than have the privilege and the liberty and the freedom to actually live their lives. I cannot know what this is like, but that doesn't mean that I can't try to understand what's happening now, why it's happening, and what there is that I can do to make a difference. As an old white guy, I recognize that I do have privileges in this country that not everyone else enjoys, and that if I want to honor the ideals that this country is supposed to be based on and stand for, I should exercise my privilege for the benefit of those who need it. The phrase white privilege may upset you. You may claim it's not a thing. You may wonder where your white privilege is as you unironically make TikToks on the deck around your pool. But if you're white like me, you do not and cannot know the fear of being a black person in the United States of America these days. If you're white, you do not know the fear of possibly being killed in a traffic stop if you don't pull out your license quickly enough or if you pull it out too quickly or simply if you can't find it. If you're white, you don't have to worry about being shot to death in your sleep as a group of armed police execute a no-knock warrant at the wrong house. If you're white, you don't have to worry that your kid is going to get gunned down in the street by police while playing with a toy gun. If you're white, you don't have to worry about being choked to death by police after you've been arrested. Those are just some of the many, many privileges you enjoy as a white person in the United States. You don't think those are privileges? Well, that is your privilege. As a white person, you have the privilege of living a life without fear. If you're a person of color in the United States, you simply do not have that privilege. 
As a white person, you have the privilege of assuming everyone is living the same life you are. As a black person or other person of color, you see things very differently because they are very different. That's why we are where we are. And if you doubt this, try to think of the last time a white guy died because the police treated him like they treated George Floyd. Every person should enjoy the same freedom from fear of a random death at the hands of the police. That's not a political statement. It's a statement of a basic human right that everyone should enjoy. The fact that that's not the case in this country is something that we should all work to remedy. I don't have a huge platform. I'm just an old white dude who tweets and games and streams for fun. But that doesn't mean that I can't use what voice I have to support the Black Lives Matter movement, to fight against the racism that is inherent in our society, and to try to right the wrongs in our world that I am able to correct. I only have one small voice, but I know that a chorus of small voices can help affect the changes in this country that must be made if it is to survive. I'm willing to use my voice. Don't be afraid to use yours. So I posted that on Twitter and various other places just to make it clear where I stood. What's also been made clear is our leaders in Washington, the people who are supposed to be guiding the country, uniting the country, representing the interests of all of the country, are doing exactly the opposite. Over the years, I've made no secret of the fact that I have no respect for the person in the White House right now, whose name I can't even bring myself to say. But we all know who we're talking about. What we need from Washington, what we need from our leaders, is a direction, is a path, is a plan that not only recognizes the issues that are before us, but proposes ways to fix the problems that we're facing. You can't deny that the problems exist. So as a leader of all of the people of this country, you should at least come up with a plan that tries to address them. So since we're never going to get that from Washington these days, I engaged in a little fantasy role play this week. I fantasized myself as a presidential speechwriter. This is just a quick pass at what I think that an actual functioning president should say in times like this, faced with what we're facing. I didn't give it a lot of polish, but I think this is what we need to hear from Washington. And quite honestly, I think that if the president of the United States, if we actually had one, said something like this, it would make a huge difference in what we're facing. So I'm going to entertain you now with my make-pretend presidential speech. And by the way, if I ever was elected president, I would not hesitate to give this speech. My fellow Americans, we are in a time of unprecedented turmoil in this country. We are seeing our citizens speaking out, protesting, and asserting their rights, the rights assured by the Constitution and our founding fathers. I assure you, I see you, I hear you, and I support you. Most importantly, I understand what you are saying with your words, your actions, and your demonstrations. The message of the past few days, which has served to remind us of the long struggle with race relations and racism in this country, is clear. Change is needed, and I fully support the need for change. To effect that change, I am calling on Congress to draft and prepare a police reform bill to address the needs of this nation that have been made so painfully clear over the past few weeks. Among the things that this proposed legislation would accomplish is the following. Banning chokeholds. Limiting qualified immunity for police officers. Creating a national misconduct registry for police officers who have been found guilty of misconduct in the performance of their duties. Ending the use of no-knock warrants in drug cases. 
in making lynching a federal crime. In addition, the proposed legislation would require all police departments to require training in de-escalation techniques, nonviolent crisis management, and mandatory racial justice training to ensure that those entrusted to serve and protect every American citizen in every town in this country is aware of, understands, and attempts to remedy the history of racial injustice. None of this proposed legislation is intended to disparage the vast majority of law enforcement officers who understand their role in society, who work to serve the common good, who understand that the purpose of law enforcement is an obligation to protect the citizens, not intimidate or punish innocent people. This proposed legislation is intended to correct the long-standing history of the lack of accountability and unchecked bias in policing, correct instances of excessive policing, and remedy years of systemic racism inherent in our system. The time for meaningful structural change in the entire criminal justice system is now. Finally, to those who would use these ongoing and legal protests to further their own violent agendas, whether it is to incite unnecessary and unrelated violence against people or property, or simply to engage in wanton looting that is unrelated to the important message the nonviolent protests are rightfully trying to convey, I see you too. I will not conflate the peaceful and lawful protests with the unrelated looting and unnecessary violence that certain actors have undertaken. The FBI and the Department of Justice will investigate and, if appropriate, prosecute any and all groups and individuals, whether far right, far left, or motivated purely by selfish personal gain, that have sought to unlawfully benefit from the lawful protests. The American people have always come together in difficult times. I ask my fellow citizens to work together through these times because together we are stronger, and together we can get through anything. So I may not have the presidential voice, but I think that's probably far closer than anything that anybody in Washington, D.C. can muster right now. And that's the kind of message we need right now. In my lifetime, this country has come together time and time again over crises big and small. And more often than not, it's been because of the leadership we have and the unifying themes that we hear from our political leaders. Because if this country is supposed to be a democracy, if this country is supposed to be a United States of America, we all have to work together to get through these difficult times. I'm not saying we all have to believe the same things. I'm not saying we all have to agree on every issue. But there are certain things that are just indisputable. That human beings all have common interests in living a life free from fear, and free from unlawful and unwarranted interference in what you're doing. As an old white guy, I can walk down the street in pretty much any neighborhood anywhere and not worry that I'm going to get thrown to the sidewalk, handcuffed, and thrown in the back of a police car. Every black person and every person of color should have that same freedom. The fact that they don't is a huge problem, and it is high time that we all recognize that and try to do something about it. And that, my friends, is what Black Lives Matter is all about. Anyway, I know that's not my typical storytime episode, but as I said, I have a voice, and I have an obligation as a citizen of this great country to stand up and support the people who aren't being afforded the same rights that I simply take for granted. 
And I hope one day, five years, 10 years, 30 years down the road, somebody listens to this episode and says, oh yeah, Gamer Dude got it. And I hope this episode helped you a little bit too. As always, I thank you for your support. Thank you for putting up with my ranting today. Thank you for being a part of the family that we have here as part of the podcast, as part of the Discord, as part of the Twitch stream. I really appreciate all of the time you spend here and on Twitch and in Discord just being a part of things. I can't thank you enough for your support. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. Be safe out there, and I'll see you when I see you.